The following program is rated TV-M-A-N-O-C. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Fuck your pumpkin spice. Go to the fucking gym. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia is your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Testing, testing, test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome, everyone, to episode 23 hundo, 27 hundo, and dos of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, gain cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleeves cast, and sleigh cast in the realm. Because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and yahoos? It's your boy, Papa Swolio, back. With another episode, today's episode of the BeastCast is brought to you, is powered, is sponsored by Everest and K2 flexing on all you be. Fucking Catalina It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. All right, come one, come all to the red, white, and swole Sunday Funday Q&Anus. We are just taking lots of questions today, so drop in the chat Hashtag AskPapaSwolio. And of course, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching on the Roomblay, everyone take a moment, hit the thumbs up button. It helps tremendously. It uh, pretty much reps the show and puts it out there for a lot more people to come and stumble across the man cast and the knowledge cock. So hit the thumbs up button. And of course, follow the page rumble.com slash the daily swole. Every single episode of the greatest man cast in the realm is streamed exclusively on Rumble now, so make sure you follow The Daily Swole on Rumble. Links down below, of course. Fam, let's get today's party started. Drop in the comments your questions. Hashtag Ask Papa Swolio. Today, uh, we are celebrating. We got two days left for the 20% off merch specials at papaswolio.com. And thank you, Leslie. I appreciate it. I got the nice teal blue or the light blue guns, bacon, and freedom design. All right, America Baby, perfect for the Sunday Funday Q&Anus. Love this design, available over there at papasolio.com, of course. And Swoltober specials end on the 31st. we got two more days, 20% off everything on the Swoltober page. That is fantastic. Wow. And I know a lot of you have already purchased your merch, but we got a lot more specials coming for the rest of this year. We have a lot more designs coming. We have an accountability meeting tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern time also, where we'll have some new merch drops. We got awesome stuff coming, so very excited about that. All right, before we get into any questions, 
drop in the comments. What are you smashing today? Hit the thumbs up button. Everyone hit the like button. Let's summon the Falcon and get today's Q&A started. Falcon. Now, of course, it's Sunday fun day. <clears throat> of course, it's Sunday fun day. We're just taking questions today. But, of course, we're staying strong with the dick draft. So, if you don't know what that is, make sure you listen to other episodes this past week. You will get up to date on up to speed. We need to draft brave young men and women into uh, the Swolfam army so we can set these people straight if you... Um, if you know what I mean. If you catch my drift. What happened to your queer party, friends? We have a battle ahead of us, fam. We have a battle ahead of us. There's so much on the horizon, and we need strength in numbers. Strength in phallic numbers, as it were. So hashtag double D for a chance to win today's Swolkar. We always do the draft for an extended period of time. And now we need people on the front lines. We need young men slinging, slinging Columbus, and we need <clears throat> brave women to lead the charge. We need those intelligence officers. So make sure you hashtag double D for a chance to win today's swole card. Let's get into the first questions. Hashtag ask Papa Swolio in the comments. Let's see. Nick says, speaking of merch, how sexy is signature series P three S eight. Oh, it is. Because, it because. is the sexiest. It is the sexiest. Stay tuned. All right. First question from Instagram. What's in the box? Rat Fink. Rat Fink. Ratfink1138, Papa Solia, what do you consider the best mobility training? Well, I don't really think there's the best of anything. There might be one thing that's better than something else for the application that you're looking for. But yo um, yoga is fantastic. But there's also actual focused mobility training, doing weighted exercises through a full range of motion. So actively, you probably don't want to hear this. It sounds, well, obviously, mobility training is good mobility training, but actual mobility exercises. So getting that end range of strength, getting that full range of motion strength. We're talking very light weights in many cases. You can go heavy in certain exercise. You can build up a lot of strength, but things like Jefferson curls are fantastic mobility exercise. And mobility is very much so strength. So there's a lot of crossover there too. You want to build strength for that full range of motion. So doing full end range Jefferson curls, for doing uh, knees over toes work, for doing things like reverse sled, for practicing yoga, uh, doing Cossack squats. There's a lot of great exercises that are going to build your strength, but build your strength through a full range of motion. All right. So doing 90 degree barbell squats is not working on your mobility. That's the point. You want to make sure you're working every single muscle. And mobility also means working on those weaker, deactivated or 
you know, inhibited muscle groups, working muscles in a weaker, awkward position, a very shortened position. And if you strengthen all these different capacities and different resting lengths and different uh, contractile lengths of muscle tissue, you're going to increase the strength production and the integrity of the muscle overall. So once you start working on these weaker muscle groups, this is why when people poo-poo yoga, they think, oh, it's yoga. I don't need to do yoga. I'm a man. I don't need to do that lame stuff. I can't focus on slowing things down. These are people that are sacrificing strength. They're sacrificing hypertrophy. You are missing out on amazing progress. When you work on these weaker muscles, it's not going to be glamorous smashing your anterior tibialis. That's not like glamorous work, but it's going to help you build strength in your soleus and your gastrocnemius and build up your calf muscles. It's going to improve your knee health when you're doing some of these things. So even though it might be an isolation exercise or it might seem like a weird thing to focus on internal hip rotation, you know, you're sitting on your, on the ground and you're doing 90, 90 hip rotations and you're doing end range of motion contractions and it doesn't seem glamorous, but that's what makes the difference between someone that gets injured or someone that can get that extra rep or two. And that's the whole point. You want to make sure that the muscles that you're trying to train are supported and are structurally uh, intact. Remember, when you are doing an exercise, the reason why we talk a lot about machines and stable exercise is you're able to improve strength output if you have a more stable exercise. And if you have more stable joints, you are able to provide more strength through those joints, whether you're on a machine or a free weight. So if you increase the stability, you're able to increase the force output. So you want to increase the stability of your joints. Uh, Leslie, you shared a lot of info about your personal training background yesterday. I don't think I really went into much detail of my personal training background. I think it was more about my thoughts on someone who's asking advice. But yeah, that was a lot of yesterday's episode. What's your educational background? I have a degree in exercise science and I have a lot of certifications throughout the years. I haven't maintained any of those for long, long time, but I've done a lot of work with NASM and I had all their certifications and I taught for them and I did a lot of, I, I taught personal trainers. I taught people to be personal trainers and I taught anatomy and kinesiology and such like that for people that wanted to and prepared people for the NASM examinations and CPT and the corrective exercise and performance enhancement. Um, I had the CSCS certification from the NSCA. And this is back when, in my opinion, it really mattered. This is back when it actually wasn't really important. Nowadays, there's so many certifications and you can get information readily so many places that, to be honest, what you really need now is you need to be personable. You need to know your material and you need to honestly just have a certification that a gym will require you or allow you to work. Because if you go to a big box gym, they're going to require from a list of certifications. Hey, we accept certifications from ISSA, NASM, whatever they are. So you need one of those objectively if you want to work there. But you don't need those to be a good personal trainer, right? You don't need those to have good communication skills. You don't need a certification to understand how the body works. That just means that according to this organization, you passed the minimum requirement to pass their exam. So you have a minimum competency. So that was what I was really trying to get through. I was talking a long way around it just because it was live on the show. So I didn't think about it a lot in advance, but that's really the difference is that a certification doesn't mean you're a good trainer, just like a degree or having a going to being a doctor, being a medical doctor certainly doesn't mean, you know what the fuck you're talking about. We've known that 
for a long time, especially in the last few years, we know that is absolutely the case. All right. Arturio23, what you do for biceps and triceps? I do the exercises. I lift the weights, and I lift the weights to failure, and I try to do more weight and more repetitions the next time I train them. That's what I do for biceps and triceps. So what do I literally do? That depends on what I need and what I require. The current exercise that I'm doing, I'm doing a, a, I wouldn't say it's a preacher curl because I have an old school Cybex flat top Cybex preacher curl, which is nasty. So flat top means it's flat. It's not angled down. So I go really low. So I get the biceps in a real shortened position um, for when I'm doing the exercise, which is great. So preacher curls are fantastic. I love preacher curls. So I do that exercise and that's more supinated. And then I do... I have another preacher curl machine, which I do in a hammer position. So I just do a preacher curl and a hammer curl, which I'll choose a variation, which is usually the preacher hammer curl. So I do those two for buys and for triceps. I do an exercise for the entirety of the triceps. I'll hit a little bit more of the long head of the triceps, which is on the inside of the arm. And then I'll do one that focuses a little bit more on the medial and the lateral head. So currently I'm doing a long strap, either one arm or two arms wide with their elbows, like 30 degrees away from the body, at least um, for the long head of the triceps, just tricep extension out to the side, long strap. I have a really long rope that I do. I have a couple different long d- dual handles. So I do two to three sets of that, maybe two sets. So I do four to six sets for triceps and then I'll do two to three for Smith machine skull crushers, which I love. I've been loving the Smith Machine Skull Crushers. So you don't need a lot of variety. You may need to make sure you're hitting the different parts of the tricep that you need to. And you need to make sure that you are doing certain exercises over and over again. This is the problem we talk about a lot. I'm not going to stop talking about it because people think that variety is the spice of life. You need to mix it up. You don't need that. I think P90X really gave that a bad name, that muscle confusion. No, you don't want to confuse the muscles all the fucking time. You have to be consistent for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And systemically, or systematically, I should say, increasing the weight and or the repetitions. So the intensity. So you're providing the progressive overload required. So I'm going to be doing this. I'll pick a certain split. I'll find, sometimes I'll change subtly from week to week if I'm not happy with it. If I'm like, "Eh, I didn't really like that that much. And when I find something I like, I will do that for weeks. Weeks. I don't really keep track of how long. I mean, I keep track in my booklet, but I don't. Like I'm doing this for four weeks. I'm doing this for eight. I will do it. And initially you'll get that soreness from it being a new exercise. You get that shock reaction, but then you'll still get sore. But then after the first couple of weeks, you'll start to be able to put on more significant weight, add on another two and a half, get another repetition. You start to really master the movement. Your body is really focused on adapting to those specific movements. You don't need to do a ton of variety. You need to make sure that you're using the exercise and you have the good form that's going to hit the muscles in the way that you want to, but then you need to stick to it and just focus on pushing it, adding another repetition, adding a couple pounds, and just keep on doing that over time. All right. Keep dropping the questions. Keep dropping the questions. I know it's a beautiful day, Sunday. I'm sure people are out doing Halloween type stuff, but uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. That helps tremendously. Um, we usually have less people watching the live streams on the weekend, not surprisingly, but make sure you hit the thumbs up button because if you don't, that's a huge hit for me. So if you like the show, it's like giving a five-star review, hit the thumbs up button and it helps tremendously. 
Thank you for watching and listening. If you're watching and listening, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review if you haven't done yet. Done that yet. That helps tremendously also. But people are missing out on some good questions. These are good ones. These are good ones. Elapo, Papasolio, from 285 pounds to 220 on keto, do you think if I add honey to my meals just to have something sweet, it's going to affect my weight loss? It's going to have nothing to do with your weight loss. So I'm not a big fan of keto, maybe temporarily or for a short period of time, but you're going to need carbohydrates in my opinion, especially if you're lifting weights. I would focus on lifting weights. Stop focusing on weight loss. You need to focus on building muscle. I don't know what your lifting is like, but you need to focus on building muscle. Most people are just very low muscle mass and they're obese and that's going to plateau. I'm sure you have a lot of extra fat to lose, but building muscle will help you metabolize fat more efficiently too. It's better for your body. So I would start focusing on lifting heavy weights. Um, honey might not be the, the best choice at this time. It might not be depending on your insulin sensitivity, but maybe a little bit of fruit, maybe a little bit of honey around when you're lifting heavy weights. Maybe that's something that could be you know, affordable. I don't really know what you're eating. You're just asking me if I should, if I add honey, I don't know what you're eating currently. So what you're eating is much more important than whether or not you're on keto and whether or not you add honey. So I don't really care about, I don't really care that much about keto. That has nothing to do with the reason why you're losing weight, but I'm curious as to the, the food choices that you're making. And if you're eating honey, it should be raw, local, raw, local honey. So calories do affect weight loss, but it's the nutrient density. And of course, you should be focusing on protein. Focus on eating plenty of protein. You want to be getting probably, based on your weight, probably like 150 grams to 200 of grams of protein, especially if you're lifting heavy weights and you're trying to put on muscle. It'll help you tremendously, my opinion. Good for you on the weight loss. The reason why a lot of people plateau with that and then kind of flounder around is because they don't have any lean mass, right? They're not building muscle. They're not doing that. They just stopped eating crap for a little bit, lost water weight, lost some extra fat, but then they keep on trying to. And this is why I always say you can't just eat less and eat less and eat less and eat less. You're not just going to keep on going, 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 going. You're going to flatline because it's not ideal for your body and for metabolism. You want to make sure you're building muscle mass. So the, eventually people plateau and then they rebound, they gain the weight back. It's because you're not creating any lean mass on your body. Yeah. You know? Swole monkey, Papa Swolio, when doing the toe raises for caves, should I push more with my toes or the balls of my feet? Right, let's get into this question. I bring it up. Uh, Swole monkey, what do you mean? Your toe raises with your toes or the balls of your feet? You mean when you're lifting your toes up for the anterior? Toe raises are the front of your shin, your tibialis anterior. Is that what you're referring to? The muscle on the front of your shin that does dorsiflexion and inversion of the foot? Should you push more with the toes or the balls of your feet? So if you're talking about calves, that you're talking about the back, you're talking about the gastrocnemius and the soleus. So are you raising your heel or are you doing like toe lifts for the front of your shin? You should be doing both. But do you mean like actual calf raises? Let's see. Elapo, basically kettlebells at home and body weight, basically 30 grams of carbohydrates daily with body weight and protein. Well, so you're not really in keto then. If you're doing your body weight and protein, if you're doing 200 grams of protein, you're not really in ketosis. This is the illusion. A lot of people think they're in ketosis and people don't really understand how easy it is to get kicked out of ketosis because you're using, your body is going to convert some of that protein to, but anyway, 
I'm glad you're seeing a lot of progress. So 30 grams of carbohydrates, I mean, that's very, very, very low for sure. But, um, you know, so, so some, some foods, especially proteins and some, a lot of other foods, if you're not wearing a continuous glucose monitor, you don't realize how much of these can impact your blood sugar. So yeah, if you're, <clears throat> I would recommend starting to lift to build muscle. So kettlebells can build some muscle, but depends on how you use them. But building muscle, doing like strength training is very important, is very important. So good for you. Uh, Swole Monkey, no, like doing seated calf raises. Well, there's seated calf raises and standing calf raises. Push through the balls of your feet. It doesn't matter. Pushing through the toes is just going to activate more flexors and muscles in the, in the bottom of your feet. So what you can do is just sit there on a chair and like raise your foot and just push your foot down. Forget about the toes. Just push your foot down so you're bringing up your heel towards the back of your calf as much as possible and you're pointing your feet, keeping your, toe, your foot flat. You'll realize that's the full ankle plantar flexion. It doesn't matter if you're bending your toes when you're going up to the top. That's just working more of your foot muscles and it doesn't do anything else for your calves. So you need to be pushing through like not the phalanges, but the balls of your feet. That's why different calf machines and different angles make a difference. Depends on what machine you're doing. It depends on your body positioning, but what you want to do is you want to plantar flex the ankle. It doesn't matter if your toes are bent at the tips because that's just flexors and extensors in your foot. That's not your calf muscles. Hopefully that helps if that makes sense. I have a bunch of calf machines. I was going to do a calf masterclass at some point and explain the difference because a lot of different foot platforms on different machines and especially where the weight is, some standing calf raises, you're leaning forward more, some you're leaning back a little bit more. But the most important thing is that you're plantar flexing the ankle and you're raising your heel as much as possible and you're pushing the top of your ankle forward. It doesn't really matter what the toes are doing. It matters if the ankle is angling down because you want to lift the heel up. The calves go into the calcaneus under the foot on the back of the heel. So you want to make sure you're lifting the heel up as much as possible. And I don't do a ton of seated calf raises. You don't need to do, I would do much more for, much more from a knee extended position than from seated. But I do throw them in for sure. I found that it's not as important to do, you don't have to do as much volume for those or as frequently. I train calves like every other day or every two days. I'll train them probably three times a week but I go to failure. I think frequency and volume, you got to have to find that sweet spot. So training them with more volume because when you train a body part with more volume in one session with longer rest periods, you're causing a lot of damage. You're kind of going well beyond the stimulus required. I think it's better up to split it up and to do, you know, train it again in four or five days and do a little more less volume per each session because then you'll be able to provide the stimulus and also recover efficiently. Ali Jaber, 36. Papa Swolio, when I do calves, I put a plate under my feet. Does it, does it into anything? I don't know what that means. You put a plate under your feet when you do calves. I, I don't know how to answer that question. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. You put a plate on your feet when you're doing calves. I mean, there's many different ways to do it. You could use machines. You could stand up on a, a block. Depends on, on you using a Smith machine. Depends on how you're training them. You can use plates if you need to. I'm not really sure what you're asking, though. All right. 
It's Fitney, bitch. Papa Swolio, when you were training clients in person, did you often take them from fat to fit? Oh, I hate that term. Or was it more giving them the tools and information they need to do on their own? Like how long did a client? I, it's, I don't, I don't really want to answer that question. <laughs> um, were they, you I mean, were they, are, are clients mostly fat? I've claimed all, I've, I've trained all different types of people. I've trained elderly people that were just training to be more mobile, you know, just to be able to move. Um, I've trained some that were you know, really fat that needed to lose, you know, lose a lot of extra body fat, build muscle, giving them the tools and information to do it on their own. Everyone's different. Most people are there. People are usually with a trainer because they're not going to do it on their own. They can't do it on their own. And they're looking for someone to tell them what to do because they're not going to do it on their own. A lot of people get personal training because they're not going to go to the gym on their own. They're not going to do it on their own. So if they pay for someone and they have to go and they're obligated to go and I'm paying $80 an hour, I'm going to show up. So a lot of people, that's why they do it. They're not going to do it themselves. So they're going to pay someone to do it. The problem with fitness is that that's really not how it works. Because if you don't have the discipline to go to the gym, this is why I really kind of left the industry. It was just frustrating because if you don't have the, the initiative to go to the gym and do it yourself, you're not going to have the initiative to cook, to get quality sleep, to prioritize all the other aspects that are really super important for actually getting results. It's not just the gym. So if you're like not able to create discipline by doing that on your own, and that's the reason why you're getting personal training, then you're not going to be doing all the other things outside the gym either. And I'm not saying that's across the board, but that's all. That, that's really the main reason why most people get personal training because they're not going to do it on their own. So it really depends on the type of client. Now, if you go to a certain gym, if you go to a big chain gym, most people, look, most people are fat. Let's put it this way. Most people don't have muscle mass. Whether they're fat or skinny, you're going to have to put muscle mass on people. So Fitney, just you're going to be trying to put muscle on people. If they're skinny fat, they need to build muscle. If they're fat, they need to build muscle. They need to build muscle. So you need to show people how to build muscle and explain to them how to get quality protein you know, you can convey the importance of getting rid of inflammatory foods and getting quality sleep and all those things. The problem, the frustrating part is that you can't control what they do with any of that. You can tell them as much as you want. You see what I do. Episode 2732 is the entire world in great shape. Is everyone getting good sleep? Is everyone eating quality foods? No. I, my business model is to yell at people to go to the fucking gym and everyone's still fat. So we got our work cut out for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people are not doing it for a reason. You know, they're not changing their habits. So the, you know, you can only control, this is better for you to understand that you can only control what you can control. And you have to convey to your clients that you can only help them with what you're doing in the gym. So when they're with you for that hour or two a week, think about that. And I've done this math a lot and it just, it leads down a, an avenue of, <clears throat> of despair. There's 168 hours in the week, right? Let's say a client is training with you three hours a week. Three hours a week sounds like a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's expensive, I guess, right? So if it's $100 an hour, it's $300, it's 1200 a month. That's a mortgage, right? That's expensive. Well, not nowadays, but that's expensive. By most accounts, wow, that's a lot of money. People are spending, or twice a week, right? Two, three sessions a week. Let's say three times a week with a personal trainer, an hour a week. So three hours divided by 168. That means the person is with you for 1.7% of the time. So that means a client... If they train with you three times a week, which by most accounts, wow, I train with a personal trainer three days a week. That's less than 2% of the week. 
<clears throat> so they're with you less than 2% of the time. So 2%, 2% of the time, you know that they're doing what they should be doing. You don't know what the hell they're doing outside. They have this idea, clients, people have this idea that if they pay for a personal trainer, that they're doing something. People really want to feel more like they're, they want to feel like they're doing something rather than actually do it well. And I'm not saying this to be discouraging, but this is just people, this is psychology in general. Most people just want to think, right? They ask a question, they ask a lazy fucking question because in their head, it makes them feel like they're doing something. They're taking action because they asked a question. How do I lose weight? Oh, I said it. Okay. Most people just say things to say things. They don't actually have any drive or initiative behind it. So you're with them less than 2% of the week. So what can you actually control for them? So when they don't get results, is it really your fault? Of course not. I mean, unless you're not doing anything right, but <clears throat> providing them information, telling them to get healthier, telling them to eat better foods, very hard, very hard. You might have better chance or you might have better opportunity because if people are spending that kind of money with the training, you have to convey to your clients, you want this to be worthwhile, correct? You're going to be putting a lot of effort in here. You know, this is an investment financially and emotionally and physically. Do you want to maximize the results here? And we got to go through this process. You got to make sure you're cleaning up your nutrition. And I'm saying you got to eat nutrient dense food. It doesn't start and end right here in the gym. It's less than 2% of your life. All right. Um, follow up. Uh, Fitney says, I have experience with this when I was a consultant for a body sculpting practice selling liposuction. People would complain all the time. They didn't get the results they wanted, but still ate shit. Yeah. I just want to be in the fitness world because it's my passion. Well, good. Good. Passion helps. You know, I'm just saying you can, you have to separate yourself from the results that they get. And when it's your passion and you care about your client, you care about what you do and you want to do a good job, it's very easy to get frustrated when they don't get results or they're not happy. You have to disconnect yourself from that because you have to realistically look at this. Okay, you have to educate them. You have to really make sure people are fucking serious and that they understand what they're undertaking and what the expectations. You have to manage expectations. That's really what you have to do. Because why do people get personal training? And we're coming up on a big personal training season, right? Why do people get personal training? They get excited. You know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get started. I'm tired of looking this way. I'm tired of this. I'm making a change. Okay, well, that runs out. It's like a resolution. You know, they want results quickly. You know, they're going to spend or they're going to buy, right? Two or three sessions a week. Uh, two or three sessions a week. Let's say, let's just say it's a, let's, let's exaggerate, but inflation, whatever. Let's say it's a hundred dollars an hour, because if you're paying at a big box gym, a lot of times it will be a hundred dollars an hour. They'll make payments, but it's a hundred bucks an hour because you're doing a 60, 40 split or I mean, like it's more like a 70, 30 or something like that. 80, 20, depending. So let's say it's a hundred dollars an hour, three days a week, 300, $1,200 a month. Are they planning on doing that? for eight to 12 months, or are they just going to do it for one month and be like, wow, 1200. Okay. Get me results. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to fucking happen. It's just not going to happen. You're not getting results in the gym. That's the irony of personal training is that you're not getting results in the gym. You're creating a stimulus in the gym. You're creating a stimulus in the gym. And then when the person leaves, what are they doing outside the gym? 
that's going to help them repair and recover so they can do it again. You know, you're not even getting the results in the gym. You're creating the stimulus. So it's just so important to not take it personally and to convey this information and to manage expectations and really see how serious people are. And I'm telling you, I think that's going to be, that could be the best thing. That could be something that really gets you a client for a long period of time. If you're honest up front. And I think a lot of times, of course, when people want to sell something, they just want to make the sale, right? They want to make the sale. They want to hit their numbers. If you work at a gym, sometimes you have a quota and you want to hit your numbers and it feels so great to make a sale. Oh, great. Now I can pay my rent and this, I get it. I get it. But you need to just not be hyperbolic. You know, you don't want to sell hopes and dreams. And someone that does that might sell a lot of people, but it's also sleazy. You want to be honest with people and being honest with sales is not salesy. It's not manipulative. There's a bad rap when it comes to sales because there's sleazy people, sleazy marketers, sleazy salespeople. You know, you're scamming people to make money, but there's nothing wrong with sales. If you're providing a good value and you're showing people what you can do for them and you're providing a good service then willing parties will do business. There's nothing sleazy about, like when I go live and I'm like, hey, get some awesome merch, 20% off. If you don't want it, it's like, don't buy it. It's great merchandise. So I'm telling people about it. It's just sales. It's sales and marketing. So you want it, you want it. You want a great shirt? Oh, that's a great shirt. Here, I got a great shirt for you. Cool. And then we do business. You don't want it, you don't want it. You don't get it, right? So, but when you buy a shirt, you know what you're getting. Hey, I see that tank. It says guns, bacon, and freedom. I really like that tank. You know, when you go to papaswoyo.com and you buy an extra large tank that says this, guess what you're going to get? An extra large tank that says this on it. We know what the exchange is. That's why it's, a, it's, an, it's much easier, you know, to do business with something like that. When you have personal training, what are you actually selling? You selling someone abs? You selling someone muscle? You're selling a dream, right? You're selling what they want to become. You're selling what they want to have, the kind of person they want to be. That's a hard sell. And a lot of people have no idea how to make positive changes in their life. They're in a spot where they're like, hey, and to be honest, they're going to buy personal training. They're not even making those positive changes themselves. Like they think they are, but it's kind of passive, right? It's kind of an easy way out. Well, let me just go get personal training. That'll take care of my fitness stuff. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it doesn't work but they're kind of offloading responsibility for even making those positive changes in their life. I'm just saying the more I think about training and that's why I don't do it anymore. It's just the less, it just doesn't seem like the direction for people. So if you're, if you're, if you're communicative with this, people will appreciate it and you can do really well. Is my point. You know, it, it just, yeah, you have to make sure that people understand that this is one aspect and I think you could even use that percentage because it, you can flip it both ways. When I was talking about three times a week and you say less than 2% of the week, think about how important that 2% of the week it is. So you might look at that and think, oh my God, they're only with you for 2% of the week. At the same time, by lifting for less than 2% of the time that they're alive, think of all the muscle they can build as a result of the stimulus from less than 2% of their time. So it just goes to show not only, okay, they're only with you for 2% of their week, but how impactful every percent of their week is. So if 2% of the week for training can build all the muscle or create the stimulus with only less, with less than 2% of your life, what about the other 98%? Think of how impactful the other 98% is. If that 2% can be the entirety of the stimulus for building muscle, 
think about how important the rest of the 98% is. So you can explain it like in that way. Take it, use it. All right. Ali Jabber. Papa Soy, I keep forgetting to tell you this, but two weeks ago I did my blood work. I got my results back. My liver was high. It was 175. I know you don't have a medical degree, but what food should I eat? I, I'm not going to answer that question. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what number or what you're referring to. Your liver was high. I mean, there's so many factors. I, I can't even speak upon that. Uh, Papa Swolia, um, uh, Pedro. Was that AST levels or, I mean, or a, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a blood work guy. Maybe at some point I'll get more into that. Pedro Papasolio, in your experience learning stuff, in my, in my experience learning things, uh, let's see, what has been your best practice to learn new knowledge and material, listening, reading, writing? Um, I, I mean, for me personally, I don't know, I just absorb information if I'm interested in it. Some things I'll read. A lot of times I'll listen because I can train or do things and absorb information. What I will say is a great way to, to absorb information is to listen to it multiple times. If there's a podcast that, wow, that was fucking great. Even if I understood it and made sense, I'll listen to it two or three times. I listen to some podcasts four or five times. If something's really like, even if it wasn't complicated, I'll listen to it again. Cause then your mind can almost relax a little bit and you can think about it differently. If I really like a book, I'll read it again or three times. There are books that I've read like several times because every time you read it, you're a different person and you're thinking about it differently. So coming back and reading a book again. So I would say re repeating some people read something or they listen to something and they move on. You don't really absorb it. You don't really absorb as much as you think you do. So think about the favorite movie that you've ever seen or everyone has a favorite movie that they've seen a few times. And you know that you watch it once. Oh, it's a great movie. You watch it again. Oh, it's a great movie. And then like you see it again four or five times over the years and you know, hey, I never noticed that before. It's because when you start watching the movie, you start, you know, the, the main parts, you're looking at the main characters, your eyes start drifting. You start seeing extras or people behind the scenes and you see someone like waving in the background. You start noticing other things in the movie. Oh, I never noticed that before. It's the same thing with the book. So if you ever had that experience with a movie, it's the same way with the book. So a lot of people read a book or they listen to a podcast and they really liked it. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Like listen to it a few times. You'll absorb more information. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why um, Loretta says 100% books don't change. The reader does. Yeah. And, and that's why the book changes, right? So the book doesn't physically change. But since you change, you're reading it as a different person with more knowledge. So if you read a book and then six months later, after all the other information you learned and life you went through, maybe you had a death in the family or other different stresses and you, you've grown emotionally, you read that book again, you're like, oh my God, I get that now. It's the same thing that you would see a movie as a kid. And then when you get older, you watch the movie again, like, oh my God, I never got that as a kid, man, that hits hard. When you're a kid, you're like, yay, movie. When you're older, you're like, oh shit, that's deep. That kind of stuff. Uh, Manu is tired. Then Manu needs to get better sleep. What do I think about chiropractors had shoulder problems and it helped a ton. Depends if a, if your chiropractor, 
Uh, chiropractors that are more like physical therapists are okay. If you go to chiropractors, just crack your back. That's pretty much hocus pocus. Cracking your back is like pulling the ligaments. Like it's kind of like suction off like the joint. So it might relieve a little bit of pressure and that's what the sound is. But that's why the pain comes back. It doesn't really fix anything. It doesn't realign anything. It just comes back. That's why you need like 40 sessions or whenever you go to a chiropractor, you're like, oh, I visit every week. It's because you get temporary relief and you're not really fixing the problem. But if that chiropractor is also doing like corrective exercise, you know, and physical therapy, most people just need physical therapy. I've never done a chiropractor. I've never, you know, had anyone do that kind of stuff. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If anything, I would, most people just need to go to a physical therapist. Uh, however, sometimes some cities or some states, I should say, I don't think you can go directly to a physical therapist. I think there's some, st or some states you have to actually get referred to by a general practitioner. So anyway, that's, it's not the cracking of bones though. It's just the suction. It's just air. But a lot of it is just nonsense. You're not aligning anything. You might get some temporary, feels good, but cracking your back, it doesn't fix anything. You know, like doing that kind of stuff doesn't. It's kooky. It's kooky. That's why it's so hit or miss. And it's just like a massage. You can get a massage and feel temporarily better, but you're not realigning or activating muscle tissue. You're inhibiting something that is usually tight or knotted up or cramped up because of some kind of compensation or repetitive movement, you release tension. Oh, it feels so good. A couple days it comes back because you're not fixing the problem. All right. So when he said had shoulder problems that helped a ton, I don't know what that, it depends on what his chiropractor was doing. So not, not all chiropractors are created equal. There's some chiropractors who do a lot of physical therapy type stuff, which is pretty much physical therapy, like I said. So it's not really about people associate chiropractors with cracking at joints. Chiropractic is kind of like an, it's like a way around physical therapy. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's not pseudo, but it's kind of like adjacent to physical therapy in some ways, but there's crossovers. So it depends on what the person actually does. Momo Shalai, what kind of workout is good to make me skinnier? Those fucking slimmers. There is no workout to make you slimmer or skinnier. You need to eat more protein, quality food, get better sleep, follow the seven pillars and lift heavy weights. You can make me skinnier. Stefania Mazan, 100. All right, one or two more questions. If you got any more live, drop in the chat. Make sure you follow rumble.com slash the daily swole. Hit the follow button, Beaches. What do you put in your hair? It always looks amazing. I don't. I usually wash it once every week or two. And I'll use this product, this like a shampoo or conditioner called Pure Zero. So it doesn't have any phthalates, parabens, mineral oils, or anything like that. Um, every two weeks, I go to get my beard and my hair washed anyway. So a lot of times, I'll just not touch it for two weeks or a week. Or water, because I, I I go in the cold plunge, so I'll dunk underneath, so it gets wet. So like I, my hair gets, you know, there's hydrogen peroxide in there, so I, I I get clean. But you shouldn't be washing and scrubbing your hair every day, just stripping the oils and putting all those chemicals in your head. You don't really need to. It's like, how's your hair look amazing? I eat really good food. I get quality sleep. I get sun, and I don't 
strip it with chemicals all the time. Myrtle one seventy four seven four. Myrtle put um put the social security number in there. What do you know about HIT high intensity interval training? I mean, I know, I know what it does. What do you, what do I know about it? I know it's good for cardio. Do 10 to 15 minutes, high intensity interval, do like 30 seconds all out a minute slower. Do that five, six rounds. Boom. There's your cardio zone two or three, get it in there. You don't have to do tons and tons and tons of cardio. could be short and sweet Uh, in terms of training, in terms of lifting, high intensity training is different. It depends on how you define it. So in terms of weights, I would not do that with weights. If you want to lift weights, lift weights to build muscle. Don't do cardio with your weights. Mr. Black Suit 243, can I increase my strength without gym equipment? Yes, to a point. To a point. It's progressive overload. You can do a lot with body weight, but once that becomes not enough, then you need equipment. You need extra weight. Jaideep.exe. Hey, Papa Sulio, can you tell how to get rid of belly fat? Lift heavy weights. Stop eating garbage food. Follow the seven pillars, swarmersx.com. Lazy questions like that are just going to get... Seriously, go download the seven pillars. That's why I created them. I That's why I unearthed the seven pillars. I unearthed the seven pillars. The sediment on the seven pillars shows that they were created long before the Younger Dryas from an ancient civilization that knew the benefits of making sick fucking gains. <sighs> ancient. The Wolf, 23rd. Papa Soy, how many calories should I consume to start the bulk process? Ugh. Get a gram of protein per pound of body weight, lift heavy weights. What is it? Multiply your body weight by 15 or 18. I, I just I hate giving generic shit like that. Cause it really depends on the person. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. It depends on where you're starting from. I don't really care so much about the calories as much as I care about where the calories are coming from. I wish I can go back in time and not eat all the garbage food that I did. Uh, Whatever the screen name is. Your take on the carnivore diet. I think it's very beneficial, especially if you're eating organ meats and you're eating high quality animal products. I think it's great for people with a lot of autoimmune issues. I think it's people great for people that are doing an elimination diet that want to really um, test their sensitivities. I don't think it's great long-term, especially if you're lifting heavy weights. Personally, I like fruit. I like carbohydrates, white rice, uh, honey, maple syrup, dates, you know, in small quantities, but I like fruit. So I'm not against carbohydrates and some like starches, like white rice, maybe some sweet potatoes. So I think it's great for, let's say, you know, an elimination. That's pretty much an extreme elimination. So you're cutting out everything but the things that are really going to help you survive. And if you have a lot of autoimmune issues, you have a lot of problems. You have a lot of diseases and stuff like that and illnesses and things you need to work on. It can be fantastic. Just personally, it wasn't, it wasn't for me long term. When I lift weights, I need some carbs. And it was really not good. Keto and carnivore were not good for me, lifting heavy weights. Jasmine, 26, favorite color? Uh, Go to the fucking gym. Your favorite color? How old are you? Maximili Rap. Papa Soli, what's your favorite t-shirt design? Ah, which is my favorite child. I don't have one. I just don't. I don't. I can't pick one. I love Depth Vader. I love Back to the Fucking Gym. 
I want you to be swole is great. It could be, it could be back to the fucking gym. I mean, if I, if, if I chose and it was back to the fucking, that's a good one to like, that's a, that's a, if I had to pick one, I would be comfortable picking back to the fucking gym. I, there's so many though. There's so many because depth Vader isn't branded in that sense. So it's really hard to pick a favorite because there's so many awesome ones, but back to the fucking gym is such a great design. So if I had to, and I was like stuck with that, I would be okay with that being like my official favorite, but there are other ones I can't even think of right now that I'd be like, Oh, that one too. The name Depth Vader always makes me laugh. Raju, 94. My friend Ben was not in the gym for four weeks now. What should we do with him? Ah, what should we do with him? To the gallows. To the gallows with Ben. To the gallows with Ben. To the gallows. He's not your friend. God damn it, Ben. Uh, Rendy Dendy. Do hormones hinder women over 40 and losing weight? If you're not eating properly, if you're not eating properly, you know, you're not lifting heavy weights. So we all change as we get older. Women, when they go through menopause and stuff, this is very important that you're eating high quality animal fats and animal proteins and lifting heavy weights. That's why you want to start now. So you can definitely manage that. But most people are eating like shit and they're not taking care of themselves. So that's kind of these kind of changes hit them really, really hard. Uh, we did this plant. We did that one already. Kara Alexis with the Nico. Uh, do you eat sushi? I used to. I haven't had sushi in months and months and months because the last time I had it, I didn't have a good experience. It was not good. I think the last time I had sushi was February or something like that. I don't remember. But if I do, I need to have sashimi. I can't have any of the other rolls and stuff like that. They'll fuck me up. All right. Excellent. Loretta says P3S4 is my favorite shirt. Which one was a uh, P3S4? Which one's P3S4? All right. Let's uh, give away today's swole card. Let's give away today's swole card. Here we go. I'll uh, say hi to the Tainty Man. Good Q&Anus. Good Q&Anus. We got the Churchy. Oh, everyone's so cute. Hi, Churchy. Yes, everyone's looking at you. Hashtag dick draft, of course. Any last questions at the buzzer? Oh, I... I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, I hope you're hope you're still watching. I just noticed I missed this at the top. Let's get this one. My bad, bruh. I tried not to miss any live questions. I was going through Instagram. I didn't see this. Oh, that's why, because we we're talking about Pedro's question and the personal training stuff. Papa Swolio from Andrew, you haven't mentioned before that you have tried multiple types of workout circuits and train for multiple disciplines, which for you is the most difficult to train for. I don't know what you mean by this workout circuits. I don't really know what you mean. Like circuit training is no good. I'm not sure what you mean by your question. Actually, Papa Solio, Ali, when you get to a thousand followers on rumble, will you eat or touch a carrot? Oof. No, no. For a thousand followers on rumble. No, yeah, by the way, fam, follow on Rumble. We're 
it's growing. It's growing. A lot of people don't use Rumble. It's still relatively new, as popular as it is in some circles. A lot of you use Rumble primarily. I use it all the time. But a lot of people don't really know much about it. But it is a great platform. And I'm really enjoying uh, streaming on Rumble. We get a lot more people watching. A lot more people in the live streams every day. You guys have been getting your notifications. I keep getting messages about like how nice it is to get notifications for a live stream, which is fantastic. So, yeah, really enjoying it. But, um, yeah, it's creeping. It's creeping. It's creeping. A couple more every day. A couple more. A couple more here. A couple more there. Share with your friends. That's why I want you guys to hit the thumbs up button. If you hit the thumbs up button and we always have like so many more people watching. I don't know why, like of all the people watching, you just won't tap the thumbs up. I don't know why you're so offended or afraid to hit the thumbs up button um, because that would literally help tremendously. Anytime you're on these apps, anytime you're on these apps, you will see like recommended. Hey, this channel is also live. You might also like this. That's what the thumbs up button does it promotes live streams and allows other people to see them. So it's kind of a backhanded insult if you don't hit the thumbs up button, but I appreciate those that did make sure you do so before you leave. It helps tremendously. Don't forget. It's very easy to find. You just reload the page or something. It's right there at the top and it helps tremendously. It helps tremendously. It takes no effort and uh, it doesn't cost anything. So it's kind of questionable and weird when people don't do it. I don't understand, but if you like the show, do that helps a lot and it helps a lot, a lot. Yeah. And rumble, you get the notification every time right there by the t front of your page. If you didn't turn notifications on, you won't get them, but the little bell, right, right by the follow, you can turn on your notifications. So make sure you do that. You can also customize your notifications too. So it's super awesome. Enjoying it tremendously. And, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like not knowing, uh, it's, YouTube is awful. It's just terrible now. It's been for a while, but it's been a long time coming. And I wouldn't mind streaming there also, but it was just a burden. Just all the all that time, all that time, so many more people could have been finding the stream and so many more people could have been getting their notifications just being suppressed for no reason. And then once I got that strike, once I got that strike for just reading that article, I didn't even appeal it. I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. Forget it. Forget it. I don't want that hanging over my head anymore. Not worth it. It wasn't working anyway. So we'll still post clips there. But anyway, follow Rumble, The Daily Swole on Rumble. And hit the thumbs up button. Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcast. All right, Swole card time. Tomorrow, oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to bring up the picture. Tomorrow is our weekly accountability meeting. So that's tomorrow, Monday, the 30th at 12 noon. We have some absolutely insane new updates that are dropping this week. So the merch specials over at papasoya.com ends on the 31st. So like two more days for 20% off for the Swoltober specials. We're going to switch up the collections for Swolvember. Uh, very excited about that. So if there's something in that Swoltober collection, don't wait, jump on that. Uh, tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern time for members, join us, swolnormousx.com, get access to all the programs, yoga, meditation, masterclasses, and so much more. All the private live streams like Overtime, Roundtable coming up this week on Thursday, um, the accountability meeting tomorrow. It's always fire. And maybe we'll have some more people come up and call in. And yeah, we have some new, we have some big announcement. We'll talk about the things that we're working on because we're doing some major updates to the apparel site. 
we're launching a new site. We'll talk about that a little bit more. So that's going to be exciting. And yeah, and some of the new merch. I'm excited for some of the new merch. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. If we get this right for tomorrow, you guys are going to be like, holy shit, I am buying that now. It's so good. Oh, pushing the envelope. It's pushing the fucking envelope. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's that time. All right, tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern time, October the 30th. Join us on rmsx.com. Now for the... Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, we got some new dick. Some new dick in the draft. Adam Mathers, 90. Congratulations. Congratulations. Mr. Adam Mathers, congratulations. Send us an email to support at swolenormous.com. Swole card 2732 in the subject, your mailing address in the body of the email. That is swell. Did that? Oh, oh yeah, that was good. Okay. I thought, that, I thought the owl wasn't going to disappear. Congratulations. Congratulations, Adam. We'll take some soundboard requests. That is fantastic. Have a great Sunday, fam. Go make some gains. Oh, you can! Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! That gorilla has seen the city of Zinch.
What the hell kind of country is this where I can only hate a man if he's white? Oh, oh, we got it now. Coast to coast. Very nice. Thank you so much, fam, for being here. Hog City. All right, fam. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Make sure you go and uh, leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Hit the thumbs up on Rumble before you leave. SwollenormousX.com to join the fam today. Be there for tomorrow's accountability meeting. We will see you then uh, at the accountability meeting. Stoked for that. Peace, McGeese. Deuce, McGoose. Your boy, Papa Swolio. Oh, 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 oh. Out.